right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Well, welcome back, listeners, to Desert Rock FM with Clancy and Errol from the Batuta Advocate. For those of you outside of town and listening on the World Wide Web, this marks episode number five of our podcast, recording live here from Koala Studios in downtown Batuta. You're joined by myself, Errol Parker, the editor-at-large, and Clancy Overall, a fifth-generation editor of this fledgling newspaper. And this week we're joined by one of Australia's best round ball football players of all time, Sam Kerr. But we'll hear from her in a minute. But what's been going on in other news? The cricket scandal might be in the rearview mirror, but there's plenty of other stuff that's happened this week. Clancy, what's going on? Well, Errol, the resurrection has finally been commemorated nationwide. We had the chocolate holiday a week ago and the Greeks celebrated with lamb over the weekend. The Easter period, however you choose to celebrate it or not celebrate it, is a time for family and friends. And that brings us to one of our biggest stories of the last few weeks. What was that headline? Little brother extra chirpy at family breakfast because he's still very, very pissed. Well, this one was about 18-year-old Will Hyde, a Batuta local who was unable to explain his uncharacteristically talkative mood as he sat down with the family for their annual Easter breakfast. His mother, Jane, on the other hand, says she didn't come down in the last shower and after seeing the same thing happen with her older boys, reckons she has a pretty good idea of what might be at play. Now, Will, who's uh, usually more of a nervous mute, according to those who know him, was more than happy to chew the ear off one of our reporters shortly after breakfast had finished, telling him about how his cool older cousin took him out on the piss the night before. Uh, Now, Clancy, you've got a few younger brothers, one of which is now a younger sister. Uh, Did this story ring true for you? It did ring true for a lot of our readers. Yeah, my little brother Clive was a repeat offender. You know, you'd hardly get a word out of him until you poured a few warm BBs down his throat. I also caught him replacing the old man's rum once with uh, cold tea. That's very clever, but also a very binnable offence in our household. What about you, Errol? I'm an only child. Uh, We never celebrated Easter in my household. Uh, My father converted to Islam shortly before I was born, so any praising of Jesus in our small Hong Kong apartment was strictly forbidden. It was a caning offence that was... um, yeah, no, we didn't really have too many Easter egg hunts in, uh, in Kowloon, but moving on. Yeah, right, moving on. Anyway, another big news item this week has seen the Victoria Police Department under fire after six of them went to town on a seemingly innocent citizen with batons and non-lethal lycromatory spray earlier this week. Well, what was our headline that week? Well, our headline actually pushed a few buttons, but it did delve straight into the core of the issue. The headline goes, Victorian police say their officers are taking the collapse of donut time quite hard. Uh, Just to give a bit of background, earlier this week, police in Victoria were asked to conduct a welfare check on a disability pensioner whose psychologist had contacted the police with their concerns for their patient. The confrontation ended up being quite violent and the poor bugger was uh, left with not only a mental battering but also quite a physical one too, Clancy. Yes, Victoria Police released a statement outlining the recent crankiness of their officers following the viral footage of them dropping knees into this bloke's spine while he was sprawled out half naked on the front lawn. They say it comes down to the donut franchise, Donut Time, collapsing. Yeah, too right, Clance. Uh, throw in a bit of capsicum spray and a few more knees and it's a textbook example of old-fashioned police brutality, if you ask me. That's what it looks like, Errol. Victorian Police Commissioner Graham Ashton said Donut Time was a real perk for a day out on the job for these fellas. 
and later added, obviously the franchise has folded and the boys are a little bit upset about it. You know how it goes. Clancy, that reminds me of your last run-in with the uh, local constabulary uh, on Melbourne Cup Day. I bet you don't even remember, do you? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they reckon getting tasered wipes your memory like that little pocket flash thing they have in Men in Black. No, no, no. I remembered getting tasered. I just don't remember how I got my picture up on the naughty wall at the Dolphins Club. Yeah, well, I remember, but it is still a part of an ongoing police investigation, so I better not say too much. But you and one of your cousins, I can't remember which one, you got into a bit of a shouting match over a game of pool, and uh, one thing led to another, and someone started throwing uh, the balls off the table. And next thing you know, there's six people on the floor bleeding. There's men and women screaming. Uh, there's children running for their parents. It was bedlam. Oh, well, that, you know, that's all been taken care of. The coppers just put me in a set of handcuffs and kicked me half to death and told me I was free to go. Well, then, that's a, that's a positive, but at least you appeared to deserve it. These Victorians have been carrying on like Sergio's anti-protest cops during the 1982 Com Games. I guess that's a good segue into our next story. Yes, Gold Coast Bikie Gang steal the show at Commonwealth Games opening ceremony. After more than a year-long baton relay that no one was really paying attention to, millions of taxpayer dollars spent on temporary infrastructure and months of choreography, the festivities finally began the other night at the Carrara Stadium with the opening of the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. Was it really a year? A, a year? A year. Jesus Christ. Well, the uh, opening ceremony did touch on all the cultural landmarks, which included Migaloo the Whale, combi vans, despite them being made in Germany by repentant Nazis, the beach and everything that comes with that, as well as indigenous culture and creation stories and, and much more. However, it was one particular Gold Coast-specific cultural phenomenon that did steal the show, the southeast Queensland's iconic bikey culture was paid homage with a parade of different representatives from prominent local chapters. And not even Campbell the Floodman Newman could dampen their spirits that night. Errol, do you still keep in touch with Campbell? No, mate, I burnt that bridge a long, long time ago. It was all over that Uber ban uh, a couple of years back. What happened there? He wasn't even in Parliament when that happened, sure. No, he wasn't, but he was working for the uh, pro-Uber lobby and uh, he was working behind the scenes on that campaign and I basically spilled the beans to Robbie Catter. Robbie was pro-taxi, wasn't he? Robbie was pro-taxi, yeah, that's right. And Anyway, we ran into Campbell at the Pig and Whistle at Riverside and one thing led to another and Robbie's basically grapple-tackled Campbell. Dragged him through the smoking area and then he disappeared off into the night. The next day, Campbell says he's going to have our legs broken and that was the last I ever heard of him. Uh, Campbell's still got a bit of that old LMP in him, but to be honest, it's all a storm in a teacup, really, trying to clean up the Gold Coast. No one's really uh, interested in the idea. And we covered that earlier this year in another story about the Com Games. Headline goes, Gold Coast residents just want it to be clear they never thought this was a good idea. And as their city turns into one giant traffic jam, the residents say they are not looking forward to their city's traffic congestion problems being on display to the world. Yes, this comes as the Games organisers are already encouraging people to take advantage of walking, cycling and public transport during the Games, but... If the opening ceremony is anything to go by, they aren't off to a good start. Yeah, you're right. Uh, from what I heard, the spectators were uh, waiting for buses out the front there until well after midnight. Let's just hope nothing else goes wrong. To be honest, the Com Games isn't even the biggest international sporting tournament Australians are competing in right now. Correct. We've got the Matildas over there looking to take home the silverware in the Women's Asian Cup in Jordan. You've got to ask yourself, why are we even talking about the Com Games when these girls aren't even in the country? They are the most winningest team in modern Australian sport, and that's why this week we've decided to swerve interviews with any of the athletes on the Gold Coast 
and gone straight for Australia's most successful sporting export, the iconic and wildly talented Sam Kerr. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. Thank you. First things first, Sam. I love your tat. <laughs> um, I just got it when I was young. Just yeah. wanted it. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was all into tattoos when I was young. Um, yeah. Kind of gone off it now. It's weird. Sometimes I see it. I'm like, I don't know why I got that tattoo. But <laughs> nah, everyone always comments on it and says they like it. But yeah. you know, you go through stages in your life, and I think I'm off the tat train at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I actually was thinking. Thought it might I, be an eagle. I was actually thinking today I wouldn't mind getting a little outline of um, you know WA or Australia because yeah. I'm. I'm super proud to be Australian and from WA and I'm always overseas or other countries and just think it would be cool to, you know, kind mm. of rep, rep home. But yeah. I don't know. Big in, swan. In te- yeah. I wanted the swan. I want the swan. Yeah. But in 10 years, you know, that Australian tat will be like Bogan or something or oh, like well, Hippie or Ian. You know how the trends change. Yeah, or like, or um, <laughs> Western Australia will have seceded by then and you'll be your own country yeah. too. So. Probably. You know, they'll <laughs> change something up. Um, but yeah, nah. Global warming will like take half of America. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm You'll still have off, a team. I'm just off the tat train. It's forever, and just haven't got one in a couple of years. So maybe this will spark my, my Olympic goal. rings next, or yeah, from uh, you know what? I always thought I'd Tokyo. get the Olympic ring, rings, but um, I'm like scarred from the Olympics. Yeah, right. I have like really bad memories. Not bad memories, obviously, but we lost in a penalty shootout. So yeah. I was always like, I'm getting the Olympic rings and now I'm just never getting those. Yeah, if yeah, we yeah. go to the next one and, and do win. well, maybe, but I can't put something that has a bad memory on me. Yeah, just yeah. like haunt me at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting into There's a little bit of superstition here. With her, kind <laughs> yeah. of. Well, yeah. some of the girls have got it and I'm just like, we freaking lost. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Penalty shootouts. Yeah. We oh, right see, it's, so Olympic rings aren't necessarily a... Um, a medal? No, it's no, just... It's, for, it's, I went yeah. to the Olympics, right? Well, yeah, I went okay. to the Olympics, which is I, cool. I know a guy. I, like, in 30 years, I'll probably be like, so sick, I'm an Olympian. But yeah. at the moment, I'm like, so shit, we yeah, lost. Yeah, chi town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know a guy who has them, but he, he hasn't been to the Olympics. <laughs> well, that is... He deserves a medal for that. <laughs> he just got them just... On a bender, just, yeah. so, just yeah. so people think he's an Olympian, just, just for the hell of it. No, like he's he's openly like, no, I, I just really enjoy watching them. I mean, I guess it's a I, sick really, tattoo, uh, but that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've Steph some... Rice is the one that I was thinking of, and there's a few others from that kind of. But she's got a gold medal. She yeah, that's what any, I was thinking. She can't have any bad memories of the <laughs> yeah. Olympics. Yeah, you guys will be back. Don't worry about that. Hopefully, hopefully, if yeah. we win the World Cup, you might I might get a World Cup trophy or France yeah. Yeah. or yeah. something. But yeah, I used to be about. You know, didn't care if tattoos were meaningful or not, but I guess now. Kind of are interested in what is happening right now in the life of uh, of you and your career. Well, as you're moving a bit, it's pretty hectic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's full on, but that's what I that's what I signed up for, and that's yep. what I love about football. Um, you know, it's getting to the stage of my career where I'm starting to, you know, knuckle down a little bit more. I guess. This part of the year, we've got Asian Cup coming up, which is probably the most important tournament um, yeah. other yeah. than the World Cup for us. So that's exciting. And um, so it's it's all, you know, go from here. Do you get that same kind of um, anti-Australia sentiment in the Asian competition that, uh, you know, a lot of the, the that we see with the when the Wanderers went over there and they're all getting spat out and stuff? Like, you know, that people don't like to imagine that down here uh, in what traditionally hasn't been a headline soccer country for, or football country for so long, there's... There, Especially from the Gulf states, we were seeing a lot of hate towards um, to anyone coming out of Australia. Uh, 
A little bit. I think, you know, certain countries, but I think over the years we've gained a lot of respect yeah, in the women's sure. game. I think with Japan we have probably the highest level of respect at the tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both really good teams, played each other a lot, and it's probably 50-50 at the minute. Um, even, I mean, I guess while I've been in the in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they respect us, but I don't think they enjoy playing us because yeah. we play a different style of football. Yeah. We're a bit rougher than them and they don't necessarily <laughs> enjoy that, but that's yeah. football. Mm. So, well, you're coming off a red-hot year um, over in the States last year. Um, did you feel that the, 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 the pressure's on, on you this year to, to really to do it all again? Um, I've, I've definitely thought about it. I hope no one's expecting, you know, to break another record and break mm, all those yeah. records, but... I guess that's that's the beauty of football, you know. Um, you know, the more you play well, the more people expect from you and I guess that's what drives me. You know, the best players in the world have stayed at the top forever. They don't just have one good season and then drop off the face of the earth. So that's a challenge to me. I don't think I'll score 17 again. I hope <laughs> I do. But, um, you know, I'd be happy with anything above 10. You know, there's 20 games in in the season and I just want to contribute, yep. whether it's scoring goals, assisting goals or just being effective in the game. Obviously, it's a bonus to score, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to score 17 yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made your uh, your international debut like what was it o- almost ten years ago? Thereabouts. Yeah, I was fifteen, so I'm <laughs> twenty five this year, which is scary. Was there yeah, a bit of so. Was there a bit of like home alone? Like, we, have you been kind of on the road since then? Have they? Yeah, I've pretty much been on the road since then. I left home at fifteen, Mum said, and never came back. <laughs> but the only time I'm home is when I'm injured, and you know, by the end of the injury, I've got those itchy feet, want to get out, yeah, um, right. and it's my life now. You know, the W League seems qu- really short, but by the end of it, I'm also ready to move on and do yeah. something new. And um, I love traveling the world. I hate flying, but I love traveling the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you're flying a lot because you've got to, you know, when you do have to see Mum, you've still got to tack on. <laughs> you know, how many hours once you land down. I mean, unless you're flying out of Perth internationally, <laughs> which you can do, but if you're going to the States, I imagine you're having a, a bit of a, um, a lot of a lot of flights domestically before you even get out of town. Well, I actually prefer to go the Perth to Dubai route, um, right. which everyone else hates because it's 10 hours and then 14 hours. But for some reason, <laughs> yeah. I just prefer it. I hate getting off the plane and getting back on. It seems like a drag to me. So everyone goes the Sydney um, LA way and then LA to New York. That was my last trip. Yeah. But uh, now nah, for me, I just prefer the quickest route, yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of there, get get there as quick sure. as possible. Well, they reckon, uh, you know, with, with with the kind of comp you're playing in and bouncing between, you know, your Matilda stuff and you go over to the States, not many Australian athletes are making that kind of world commute, you know, to that far into the Northern Hemisphere, you know. Even even the Australian rugby guys, they wouldn't get – they'd get to Japan usually or France, but – you know, to New Jersey, Chicago, you are travelling a lot. Uh, travelling heaps. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, also with the Matildas, that's the thing about football. It's a world game. I know rugby, you know, everyone kind of plays it, but they don't yeah. go all around the world. They go to the, yeah. the New Zealand's, the yeah. South Africa's. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But that's what I love about it. I've seen probably 40 countries and I'm 24 yeah. years old, 40-plus yeah. probably. So... It's cool, but yeah, for someone like me who's terrified of flying, it's not the best. But when you're down on the ground and landed and enjoying yourself, it's good. <laughs> and you're flying more than anyone, like as we were kind of talking about before. Like someone who's scared of flying is flying more than any other athlete uh, in this country. Yeah, I didn't choose the right profession. <laughs> <laughs> you did play a bit of AFL when I was young. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you think there's a question we kind of were, were, were wondering about? Do you think if the um, and you come from an AFL family, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people playing. Do you think if the uh, women's AFL brand was as established as the Matildas 
and um, and just soccer, uh, women's soccer in general, when you were kind of at that age where you are making that decision, do you think there was a chance you could have gone one way or the other? Or Yeah, I wouldn't have left at all. No. I was devastated when I had to leave. Um, yeah, I hated soccer the first year too and I would have definitely stayed. I always thought I was going to play for the West Coast Eagles even though I was yeah. a, a female. I had no idea that I couldn't um, just being a naive kid. But, yeah, right. I, well, I definitely would have. Let's hope there's some... Uh, some contract people listening to this podcast right now. You, that's what an eager... Two meal for me to go to the Dockers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, four meal for me to play for the Dockers. Yeah. Two meal for me to play AFL. <laughs> that's good. We like this. 300,000 a game. Yep. Let's, let's, let's negotiate. <laughs> no, up, we'll, up from we'll, there. Well, you do have um, quite an extensive history, though, in... Uh, uh, in AFL, um, especially over there in, in WA, uh, your old man, he's a, he was an AFL star back in the day. And uh, your, old, your older brother was at, was at the Eagles. He was, he was in the bad boy era of the <laughs> early 2000s. What do you mean? He was the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, um, he's, he's now in charity world, right? He's, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's doing well. He's got three, new, well, three babies. He's um, just got a new house. He's... Got a foundation, um, yeah. Together We Can. He works at Rad Promotions. He's doing a lot of stuff. He's still kind of involved in footy. He just took up a coaching role at Thornley. Um, yeah. yeah, he's loving it. He's trying to get fit. It's not working though, yeah. but no. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. That's he's got to carry a dad bod. He's got yeah. three kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, we kind of look back though. There's a generation before that as well. There's, there's you know, grandparents back back. The athleticism goes back generationals, and we're kind of reading on your, you know, there was a boxer there and a, and a basketballer. Is that yeah, kind boxer of? Yeah, was my granddad. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, yeah. My mum's family is huge too. Yeah. It's not just my my dad's side. Um, we got jockeys, we got you know yeah. swimmers, and there's everything. But I guess it's just kind of paving your own way. Yeah. Um, not really. I, I'm so obviously. basically, you had to be a sports star then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pave no. your own way as long as you're a sports star. <laughs> just paving my own way, yeah, to be who I am. I'm, yeah. you know, just got rid of the Daniel Kerr sister thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So just oh. more about being myself. Oh, you've um, you've overlapped that. Sorry, sorry, bro. She's um, she's well and truly cooking. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's lapped you. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about what kind of happened from 15. Like, I mean, that's obviously we're not asking for your biography here but like yeah. what what kind of would have been the biggest shocks you reckon um stepping on Italy right it was Canberra yeah Italy yeah um, that was your debut I guess the biggest shock for me was that I was even playing in that game I just went into camp to train mm-hmm. um and then I remember I walked into the gear room and the gear guy gave me a different number and I said to him oh you've given me the wrong number you know the new kids normally wear higher numbers um and he gave me number 15 and I said you've given me the wrong number and Hard to explain, but our old gear guy, he was an old guy and he was just, he was the best, but he said, get out of here and like kind of yelled at me being 15. I ran out of the room and then, um, yeah, training that day, they just said that they had an announcement to make, to make, I'd be sitting on the bench. Um, and I nearly cried because I was so nervous that week that I just wanted to get out of there Mm -hmm. and go home. Um, But then, yeah, it was awesome to be a part of. Even though we got pumped, I think it was five-one. Yeah. Did you have um, the, Did you have a chance to call your folks between that? Between <laughs> yeah, mum and dad did, but they didn't have time to get over, and they actually didn't think I'd get on. Um, there was still like six or seven people on the bench, so mum and dad didn't come over in the end. And then, yeah, I made my debut, and they missed it. Um, but look, they've come pretty much to every tournament yeah. after that, so it's been. There's been a lot to see since then. Too, yeah, right? <laughs> they've seen the best parts, I say, because that was. It was memorable, obviously, making my cap and playing with, like, some of the legends of the game that are yeah. retired now. But, um, 
yeah, I guess a night to forget with the result. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. seems weird now because we would hopefully destroy Italy. Yeah, if we yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, yeah, well, now you're you're probably the best sporting team in the country now. You'd, yeah. Um, Result wise, yeah. uh, you know, in all like all all over the cricket team, the yeah. the, the rugby toffs, you know, <laughs> and the, all the leagueies and yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, the brands. Obviously, you've been there for that, right? You've seen Matildas just wow. kick and kick and kick. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Like I was saying to one of the girls the other day, like four years ago, we were calling people to get interviews. Yeah, and right. now we're yeah. telling people it's yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. today, can't today. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks for having the time today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's changed, right? Yeah, that's Once changed. Upon a time and like, was... you know, there's sponsors that now I'm saying no to because, yeah. you know, it doesn't represent my brand or yeah. who I am, whereas before, you know, I'd jump on any sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and your prime ministers and, you know, opposition <laughs> leaders, like it's part of the election. They're coming to watch you guys play. And <laughs> yeah. That was, um, you know, that was one thing we saw with the Newcastle match last year. You were yeah. involved in an international incident where you guys skinned Brazil for the third time, right? <laughs> yeah. Third time and they weren't happy about it. And I think, you know, the prime minister was around for that. Yeah. Um, but the Brazilians weren't that happy with you, a bit frosty at the end of the match. They didn't shake hands. Yeah. I think that's kind of... Have you of seen that happen right. before? Um, to be honest, I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that, you know, sometimes I'll admit after the game when you've just been beat and someone's yeah. cheap tackled you, you don't want to shake their hand, mm. but it's kind of the way sport goes. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been many times where athletes don't want to shake hands, mm. but you just have to do it. It's yeah. one of those things yeah, that you, you have do. to do. And most of the time you do because at the end of the day, it's just a game. But I have seen that happen before. Um, just normally not on camera, but honestly, I just think it was a bad look for, for them. Yeah. Um, and look. Just means you're going to come I back. Think, I think Brazilians are different to us. They they think differently. They see differently. They hear differently. Football is their life. Football is yeah. everything to them, um, and they grew up playing football. And to us, it is, but it's not do or die for them. It, it's yeah. in their blood, and it's just it's just different. You can't yeah. explain it. It's just different. Do you think? Uh, have you had to play with any kind of uh, you know with the with the comp you play in, in the states as well when you were in Chicago and stuff? Have you ever had to play with people that you? previously internationally disliked or <laughs> yeah um i haven't played with any of the brazilians and i don't really dislike anyone um but you've obviously had biffs with people or mm. had arguments um you know i still have arguments with girls on the field and then mm. they're your friend or you don't talk to them but <laughs> um not really anyone to be honest i ha can't think of anyone normally you know if there's someone in the team that i can't stand i don't really want to go to that team because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that, look, that comes into the decision making or uh, to be honest, you don't really have much of a say, but yeah. you would not put them on your top list. Yeah, right. um, you want to go somewhere where you're happy. And if you know, there's someone mm -hmm. there that, you know, you can't really stand or you don't think you'll get along with, you, you don't go there, but I don't think I've been, I've been lucky. I think I like everyone. Most of my teammates. Yeah. How's um how's living in the states? You know, how, how does that go? <laughs> With Trumpy, um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, yeah, it's good. I love the states. It's the closest thing to Australia. I think. Um, yeah. I love that they speak the language. Obviously, I think I'd find that really difficult being in Europe, not speaking the language. But yeah, I'm lucky. I had the best roommates last year. Um, the cities are great. There's lots to do. The time difference sucks and, yeah. um, you know, there's never any boring moments in America because you just turn on CNN and just watch Trump get smashed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's flat chat. Uh, yeah. You'd be doing – you probably wouldn't be on the same circuits as those guys seeing much of them. You're, you're actually kind of making more headlines than them. You're doing a lot more. Is it 
like there's not much to do with one another? Nah, we have different FIFA dates, yeah. you know, we barely see them. Um, you know, whenever we can go out to a game and watch, we can. We, I watch Maddie Ryan, Aaron Moy in the Premier League. You know, we're back and forth twittering each other. Some of the girls are mates. Um, you know, Trent Sainsbury's from the same place as me, so have a little bit of banter on Twitter. But mm. it's too hard. They play overseas, we play overseas, um, both professionals. It's it's very rare that we cross paths. I'd love to go to the Russia World Cup, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to play football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we wish you and your teammates luck, Sam. We're all eyes on the Matildas, and we reckon you got this. Thanks for um, yeah, talking to us great. today, and, um, no and good luck with it all. Had fun. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in, listeners, and please remember to subscribe to this podcast and give us five stars, regardless of what you thought of it. Right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details.